Welcome. We're back. Can you believe it? 30 odd foot of pun. A pod. <laughs> 30 odd foot of pun? No, pun. Not 30 odd foot of pun. 30 odd foot of pod. Pod. Yeah. We've only had the name for a week, so yeah. Will can be forgiven for not knowing it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. I'm a little bit drunk. He's just come from a show. Yeah, so, you know. Is it it's, like, not like, it's not like I got loaded to come and do this podcast. I, I, I've done a show tonight. It's like you're so not into the idea. The only way I can get you to talk on mic is get you really drunk. Yeah, I've had 15 Rohimnals. <laughs> you're like a reluctant girlfriend. Yeah. Come on, man. You'll like it once we do it. <laughs> just try it. It's my birthday. Please. Please, just begging. Come pathetic. On. I wouldn't. I'm not the aggressive kind of guy. I'm just more, I'm more the pathetic begging kind of guy. Like, but does that work? Please, will begging. Begging, like if so, if you wanted some girl to do something that you like, that you wanted to do but she wasn't into. You, look, I, I I think it works. But now, as an adult male, and from having a girlfriend for a long time and talking to other girls, I know that that's the opposite of what girls want. A girl doesn't want a guy to beg them. So I think no. a guy would like it if a girl... I don't think if you went into a, be- a, a bedroom with a cardboard <laughs> sign that said, you know, we'll work for blowjobs. <laughs> but it it's the opposite work. for, like, guys. Like, a, a, a girl begging a guy for sex is kind of a turn-on, but a guy begging a girl for sex is kind of like, oh, dude. It's a good point, actually. You don't want to be like the kid from Oliver, you know? I do get like that, though, sometimes. Especially now it's winter. Like, I beg Gemma to see what some... What do you mean? Just to see some nudity and stuff. Because she... Like, winter, she's like, fuck it, it's too cold, I don't feel sexy. She hibernates. And right. so for me to even get a glimpse of boob, it's like, please, I'm so, I just have to see a boob. But you've seen that boob heaps. Yeah, but I, st- I still get the same thrill. Don't really? You? Yeah. Well, just with it. I, mean, I don't mean boobs in general, but I just think anything. I know. Like, but I mean, it, like, I like Back to the Future, but, I, but I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, exactly. I can fast forward through to the bits that I like. If you have a Ferrari, and, you know, you used to, you still like taking it for a spin to the shops, you still got a milk bar. Even yeah, but there'd be a point where you're like, oh, I do have to take the Ferrari. And then the weird... And the <laughs> is, weird... It, is it a bad thing for me to think that it'd be good to have, like, Jay Leno-style, like, you know, a garage full of cars or even that the, I could take out? But the weird thing is, it's not like you even want to drive another luxury car. Any other car would do, just as long as it's a different car. I don't yeah. need a Ferrari. No, no, you don't need something as good as that car. Toyota Corolla would yeah, be fine. Just occasionally, just occasionally they take a go-kart to the shops. <laughs> uh, and that's the ones you never tell your friends about. When yeah. you take the go-kart to the shops. Yeah. I mean, that is an interesting conundrum, isn't it? Because I would like to think that I'm pretty honest. Like, you know, with, with my friends. And I know that we've, like, said even with this podcast that we should try to be, like, you know as honest as possible, you know, like try to talk to people about things. Isn't it amazing that there are things that you do that you would hide from the world? Yeah, totally. But, that, but you do them, yeah. like quite, you know, you yeah. might do them regularly, that, that's but why, you wouldn't want the world to know about that's it. That's why it shits me when, the, I think the most, one of the cheapest, most empty statements is when someone says, oh, I don't mind, just as long as you're honest with me. Like, yeah. no one really wants 100%, no. and no one gives 100% honesty. And so when people say, oh, you know, just be straight up with me, just be honest, like in relationships especially, honesty is a big thing, just be honest with me. It's like, yeah. you, would, you wouldn't be in the relationship if no. you're honest. No, you know I was really like? Yeah. Dear God, that's why I never get those ads on TV, like, where like, you're meant to be a bad mother because like, your friends come around and your toilet's not 100% clean. Yeah. Like, my toilet not being 100% clean, the place where, like, like the toilet, where, like, clearly it's going to get dirty. Like, I mean, if you came over to my house and I had shit on the couch, yeah. fair enough, like, judge me. <laughs> but if I've got shit in the toilet, like, yeah. that's where the, the shit is meant to go. Like, why are you judge? Like, there's heaps worse things than me. Like about me than that. If you're judging me on that, like then we shouldn't be friends. But I would, if every time I went to your place, there was like caked on shit in the bowl, I would think 
strangely viewed. I think this guy. Yeah, well, no, no you're right. Like, I mean, he picked on shit. You know, you're not advocating just like rampant feces. Oh, no, no. I'm like the least feces. Um, like, I, I, I don't, I'm not into it at all. I'm not even like one of those boys who's like, ah, you know, pulling the yeah, you don't like stuff. fart I'm jokes. Not, right? No, yeah. I don't at all. Uh, so do you fart in front of Amy? No. Have you ever? God. Yeah, well, not on purpose. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Just like no, you're but you know, some to... guys are really cool with that. Some guys are just like, yeah, here it is. Oh, let one rip. Oh, yeah. somebody stepped on a duck. Yeah. Like, you know, that sort of stuff. That's not me at all. No yeah. way. I would like, I would like people to think that I don't. It's funny that there's certain things. I've got a, a, a couple of friends who they've been together. They're married now. They've been together almost eight years and they've never farted and never will. Like, it's just to them. That's just like the height of lack of respect. Well, I've known Amy for 10 years. If, if, if she said tomorrow in a court of law that she's never farted in her life, I would have no evidence. Yeah, right. To dispute that. That's amazing. I don't know why that would come up in a court case. If it was... would be a strange episode of Law and Order. We had some uh, friends just come back from Vegas, and um, I was talking to one of them last night. I went out with him, and uh, he was saying it was really interesting. They went to one of those pool parties that they have in Vegas. You know, the kind that mm. Paris Hilton go to, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just apparently like every stripper and dancer who's off duty for the night will go to these things on a Sunday, and. It is just raunch fest, and there was like people fucking in the pool, and yeah, and like girls like stripping underneath the shower. It was just it was insane. And he said that um, what was weird about it though was like there was three girls and three guys, and they're all together, partners, and uh, the guys were all like, you know, because you train when you have a girlfriend to sort of be surreptitious, oh, look at yeah. But it was everywhere, and so they were like, the guys were trying really hard to kind of you know, uh-huh. I see nothing. Yeah, I see nothing. Yeah, everyone said in a short. But then one of the girls said, you know what, guys, there's a, enough really hot ripped guys here as well so you know for the next three hours you know oh, go for we'll it. just stare at guys and you can stare at girls Abs- yeah absolutely and it got me so thinking sounds like one of those parties where essentially all the girls have gone to the kitchen and all the guys have gone yeah 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 that's right <laughs> e- except to, to, to ogle and yeah. But it got me thinking, and I was sort of floating this idea to Gemma today. Do you reckon you could open a strip club that was male and female? The males are kind of working, walking around shirtless, and the women are walking around in the G-strings or whatever, but merge the two? Would that be a viable venture? I don't know. I don't, I don't mind it as an idea. It's a good twist on the strip club. Okay, here's, here's my issues with it, if I, if I have to think about it. So it's, it's men and women. Yeah. Great for bisexual people. Yeah. Like for a start, because yeah. you can just go and have a, a look at everybody. Yeah. Um, you'd probably want some sort of differentiation. Like, like separate rooms. Separate rooms. Yeah. Like, because there'd be some guys, probably some girls as well, but like, I'm guessing mostly guys. Guys I grew up with in yeah, the country. Yeah. Would have more of a problem. With. Yeah. Okay. Here's what you should do, right? If you <laughs> want to make it work. Because the only flaw I can see in your plan is that. Well, let it just be said, it's not a plan. I just thought, <laughs> what if we had males and females in the world? The only flaw in your business plan you presented <laughs> me that you're taking to the bank tomorrow. Yeah, just like, uh, Pump the brakes. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just that was the idea so far. The only flaw I can see in a plan for a club that caters to both men and women is this: men getting freaked out by other naked men in the room who are in better shape than they are. So, here's what we do: the guy, the women are all dressed like they're like stripping out of like gay costumes. Yeah, that's like you know, like one's dressed as a nurse and one's dressed as a flight attendant or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's a thing, and the men are all dressed as footballers. Because men love footballs, right? 
So you can feel like you're out with these... Because men don't mind... What, in football? Yeah, in football. You'd be better having the guys in tuxedos. No, no, no. Oh, but they better like, be stripped down. No, because the, the thing is, they're stripping down. But, like, there's no problem. Like, any guy would love to stand around while, like, you know, the footballers had a shower after the match. But everyone's going to know they're not footballers. I mean, you're going to go there with your girlfriend knowing they're strippers. Yeah, but, like... And, they, and, and you don't want to patronise the clientele of a, of a strip club. Oh, they have very sorry. high standards. You don't want to patronise your clientele? <laughs> I went to this strip club once. This stripper had this theme which was all based around... It was kind of a bit odd and I was wrong, but it was all based around, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. So she had her, her... Like, the music had been mixed. It was all these theme songs from, like, the Flintstones, the Jetsons and whatever. And she would come out with, like, you know, like a little sort of cardboard Flintstone car and she'd be wearing, like, a loincloth and then she would, you know... It was, so she was tying in, like, kids' cartoons with their stripper show. At the end of it, she sort of, you know, got down to just doing, like, a normal strip. And there's this guy in the front row, real trench coat brigade kind of dude, and he had glasses on. And the guy doing the voiceover, you know, there's always a guy who's like, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here comes uh, Suzanne. And so he's got on the mic and he's like, Uh-oh, it looks like it's time for a random breast test. And this girl goes down and grabs this guy with the glasses and just like rubs her tits in his face and his glasses go flying and he's on his hands and knees trying to find them. And as like, as she was going off stage, I was like, now who is truly the exploited in this situation? Like, yeah, totally. And he couldn't see. And that's like, you know. The whole reason you're at a strip club. That's right. I think it's a good idea though. I'm into it. Mm. I like, I like the idea. It, it makes it makes. I mean, of, makes going to the strippers something you can do with your missus. Well, this is a thing because I was talking to Gemma about like Gemma doesn't have a problem with strippers per se. It's strip clubs, and I know what she means by that because it's the dudes. When you go to a strip club, like it's just the guys who go. And I mean, it's funny. I like to think I'm, um, you know. So would she be fine if like you just went to a cafe for breakfast and there was a stripper? Not a cafe for breakfast, like a night out though. Like, it has to be nights. Well, we're in New York and we went to Scores and um, that was really, that's a real upmarket strip club and there's like dudes in tuxedos and people in suits and stuff and it wasn't, like Australian strip clubs tend to be kind of bogans. But it wasn't like that in the New York one, like everyone was really respectful and it was, it was a bit more upmarket and I mean, it's not like she goes there to enjoy it. You know, she can appreciate it the way girls, you know, can say, oh my God, Scarlett Johansson's so beautiful, but it's just, it's not the same thing as what we're thinking. Yeah. She can appreciate it and yeah. if there was something that, I mean, it was her idea, if we catered to both like guys and girls, like there may be more of a reason to go. I mean, I think you need okay. like separate rooms. No, you're right. Okay. All right. Dressing them as footballers, you're right, patronises people. What if you got ex-footballers? Guys who've just finished playing football to be a stripper. Because yeah. like a lot of those guys are fit, yeah. but don't have a lot of job prospects. Mm. And you know, the, the fact that you've got like, you know, osteitis pubis isn't going to be an issue when you're and most, and most, like a macho man once a night. And most of those guys have spent most, probably for, you know, the first three years of being at an AFL club at strip clubs. Totally. So they're quite familiar with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, know, they know about the champagne room. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right, of course. It. Would you have a problem with uh, Amy getting a lap dance from a guy? I'd like to watch that. Just to see what he fucking caught. You're on your own, buddy. I'd like to see that. I was like, good luck to you, sir. <laughs> good luck to you. I went to um, uh, this, this girl's shed a hen's night that it was like, guys could go as well and her friend had organised a male stripper for her and uh, and so this guy's come in and he's done this strip show and and he's gone like the full Monty and A, he had the smallest dick, like a child's penis, like a small child, like a dwarf child's penis and I was thinking like if there's one job you have where you don't want to have a small penis, it's stripping probably where yeah, most people are going to see it. Second thing was he got her to lie on the ground and he was doing like in his whole kind of shuffle over the top of her and then he basically squatted over her face 
and drag his scrotum from her chin to what? the top of her forehead and back again. What? Now, when you go to a strip club as a guy, oh. there's a strict rule, do not touch yeah. the, the, the strippers. I think it, like a standard rule is don't let your scrotum get in contact with anything. Like, no... They may not spell it out. It might not be in like painting on the wall, but your scrotum shouldn't touch anything. No. I went to my sister's um, uh, husband's bucks pub because he's a main mark. And he's the best bloke, and you could never pick a more perfect like, guy. It sounds like he's standing behind you with a gun to your head, and no, he's no. the best guy, and I, I love him, no, and uh, I feel the help point, me. I feel the need to point all this out because of the story I'm about this night. <laughs> okay, right. Right. The only time... That Wrapping felt, a bit of velvet around the sledgehammer. Correct. The only time it's felt weird, and there's only been one time in the entire time they've been going out, he's Bucks Party. There was a stripper, right? Yeah. And it's so fucked fucking weird yeah. when like he's out there on that chair in the middle of the room and everyone's sort of gathered around and like the stripper's there and he's like marrying his sister like you know what I mean like so yeah. like you're cool because you know he's not doing anything that anyone wouldn't do at their bucks party but at the same time it's weird right it's fucking weird so then but this is the bit of this night that is stuck in my memory forever this stripper was like it's fair to say she wasn't like I don't think they'd splashed out with all the cash <laughs> they had for the bucks party for the stripper she has done a little dance and then she has pulled a mobile phone out of herself. She, at the end, like a kinder surprise, yeah. popped out a little toy. And Wow. How is that? Was it on? Because oh, it's set to vibrate. <laughs> Give us a call. I just, maybe, no, it's warning. Maybe it's like the, the cheapest form of kind of like chemotherapy or radiotherapy. Maybe she was blasting some polyps off the inside Where of the vagina. Where did I put my phone? Someone <laughs> <laughs> see my phone. That's why they have those signs when you go see a movie. Please be respectful of your other audience members. Remember to shove your phone up your vagina. <laughs> I mean, when did you pull it out? I just think of it from a performance point of view. Like, I do. I always think, I think wow, when did you put it in? <laughs> Like when, like how long have, like, how long has it been in there? And what, yeah. when you were sitting at home going, how can I make my act a yeah. bit more special than everyone else's? Yeah. What occurred to you to you think know, that was sexual in any way? Because have you ever in your entire life gone? <laughs> imagine trying to do that in the 80s when it was those big phones too. Attached to the wall. Yeah, no, Alexander Graham Bell's Buckstar. <laughs> that was a really, yeah. that, you had to be there. That was amazing. What everyone witnessed yeah. that day with that stripper no, no, that's when the phone had just been invented. <laughs> oh, that stripper bought that tin can with a piece of screen. <laughs> when I was 19, I, uh, I was at a bar and this guy, I got chatting to this guy. And after a while, he was like, oh, where do you live? And I said, I grew up in eastern suburbs, Melbourne. And he was like, yeah, right. He's going, there's a, very, a lot of very lonely uh, housewives in that area. He's going, how would you feel like, you know, I, I run this business where I sort of get guys like you, you know, you know, they take these women out to movies and dinner and sometimes they'll have like an event if they're working, you know, and you just sort of accompany them. And I was like, like an escort. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, okay, let's see where this <laughs> yeah, goes. Yeah, you're like, I had to hear him out. I yeah. haven't said no yet. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like he was wearing like a giant purple coat and a big fedora. Like. <laughs> giant gold star. Yeah. He was like, hey man, come here man, bitch. You're working for me now. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> he, was, he, he, looked like a, he looked like a normal person. Yeah. So I, I, said, um, I said, what kind of money would I make? And he said, well, roughly around, this is nine, it was been 1996. So he said, around about two grand a week. And he said, uh, I'll give you a mobile phone, because it was, you know, back before, yeah. mobile phone was that common. And he's gone, and there's a couple of cars we have hired from um, Brighton Mercedes. So, you know, they're the cars you take on the dates and stuff. And I was like, it's not bad. And I said, do I have to sleep with them? And he's gone, well... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Well, and are they always women? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And he's, 
And he said, um, well, he's gone, that's kind of you know, an additional service. We don't advertise as that. That's not kind of, uh, yeah, right. you know, it's an escort service. So but, gonna, to be negotiating. Yeah, but he said there what is... What happens between you and the lady back in the nursing home? If Nana opens a cookie jar, <laughs> you, <laughs> she's you, been saving $7 from a pension yeah, a week. That's right. But he said, well, this is the thing, because I said to him... Um, well, okay. So I said, does that mean I've got the right to say no? And he said, yeah, absolutely. He's gone, if you aren't into it, if you don't feel like it, but it can really be worth your while. You know, he's gone that there's guys who, who get looked after by these women who sort of pay for university or exactly. cars or whatever. So anyway, I said, let me think about it. He had a yeah. card and everything. And, he had uh, a card? Yeah, yeah. What did the card say? Pimp. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was just his name and his mobile number. It's like a, yeah, just a plain white one. One of the ones you print off at the airport. Yeah, still. He wasn't even a guy. It was just it was just like a barcode from the back of a cereal box. Which one are you? Snap, crackle, or pop? Brett Wheeler. This is off the topic, but Brett Wheeler told me a story once where um, no, hang on. I told Brett Wheeler a story. <laughs> Brett Wheeler. I used to play basketball. Um, I think even. He used to play... Did he play for Melbourne Tigers? Or something? He played for nearly everyone, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He played in Adelaide and Melbourne. He was a very good well, basketball You remember in the early 90s, like Andrew Gaze and Leonard Copeland, they were like... The, like when basketball was at sort of pop, zenith of its popularity and, and Andrew Gaze and Leonard Copeland, they were the kings of the alley-oop. Like yeah. A, a, that, was, that was their big thing. That was a big thing. And I was way into uh, basketball at the time and... I was about 16 or 17, I was at the pub once, and I was meeting a friend who's a couple years older than me, this girl, and uh, she turned up and she was all like in tears and stuff, and I said, what happened? She's gone, oh, I just had a, a car accident, and I was like, oh, that's terrible, and what happened? She said, oh, guy ran to the back of me, but he's really nice, he's this American guy, he got out and he's really apologetic, and uh, he gave me his like number to call and to sort out the damage and stuff, and she pulled out, and it was a trading card of Leonard Copeland and the Melbourne Tigers. And a he, trading card? Yeah. <laughs> And he'd autographed it with his mobile number. So Leonard Copeland had given her his own like, trading, trading card, card and autographed it. Does he carry them around? Well, this is what I was thinking. And, and so I've, I, I had always wondered, was that just like, it was the only thing he had there? Like maybe his, his manager just giving him a stack of cards. And so I asked Brett Wheeler, who, you know, is a former Australian basketballer and knows all those guys. And he was like, no, absolutely, that was planned. He would have seen this pretty blonde girl go out of the car and he's like, hmm, going to get me in one get of these. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? Like, that's not a bad move. I would love to give a girl a trading card with my name on it. It's like the equivalent of you giving out like a poster or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sorry I ran into you. All I've got is this uh, one by one meter willful misconduct poster. It's a yeah. pun in the title because Will is me. You yeah. know what? This I'm sure there's fucking dudes who do that. I'm sure like Daryl Summers or someone, you know, when he when he tried to get out of his DUI, I'm sure he was offering kind of like, hey, hey, watches or whatever the fuck they've got one in storage. I can totally get you into the plucker suit, dude. Man, I caught it for the first time last week. It was like having an acid flashback. Yeah. I've never taken acid, but I imagine it's what it's like because I turned it on and for five minutes, 1989, yeah, right. nothing had changed. It was so bizarre. Like, yeah. I can understand why they brought it back as specials. Probably nostalgia. That makes sense. Yeah, do it and do five a year. No and it was problem. a great show, man. Like, any show that, like, is on air for that long. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, I mean, I actually have a great deal of respect for... Yeah, totally. Back then. Yeah, back then. But it's like, sometimes, you know, like, when you go and see an artist, like, I went to Leonard Cohen last year and it was brilliant. He's still amazing. Mm. But sometimes you go and see an artist and really, like, you may as well have gone and you would have actually been better off going and seeing yeah. the tribute show. That's like when I saw uh, Guns N' Roses two years ago with Axel and Band. Yeah, Axel and um, Buckethead. He, no, he's out. It wasn't even Buckethead. Wasn't Buckethead. Oh, right. It was the weirdest thing because the, it was it was all essentially, I guess, session musicians. Yeah. But they had, like, double the number of musicians of the original lineup. But it was one of those things where I went with all my friends who were into, all, you know, into metal when we were younger. 
And we were just like, oh God, like that was awful. But all the younger kids, the teenagers who were wearing the Guns N' Roses t-shirts loved it. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of like Paul McCartney oh, coming out, you know, yeah. or Frank Black, because yeah. it's your only connection to that legendary band. What Axel Rose should have done, joined in excess. Because like, he is like a front man looking for a band, and they're a band looking for a front man. Yeah. Could have been like half, first half of the show, doing excess. Numbers and second half two Guns and Roses. Did you watch um, any of In Excess Rockstar? The, any of the first two? Yeah, no, two I saw that whole thing, yeah. I loved shoes. it. I thought it was so good. Like, it was one of those shows where I actually thought that was a really smart move by NXS because yeah. it totally stirred up a lot of affection and curiosity in me. Like, if I bought music, if it was 10 years ago, I yeah. probably would have gone out and bought the back catalogue. Totally, man. I loved NXS. Yeah. I was really into them. I went, I, I went and saw them um, play at, in Centennial Park, just near mm. where we are, actually. But I was in Canberra at University, and me and my mates, like, uh, drove down to Sydney to watch... In excess and crowded house yeah. by a gig in Centennial Park, and it was one of That's the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. And Michael Hutchins was dressed as a cricketer. Was he really? Was, but it was like it was right. white. <laughs> like it was just a completely white suit, and I was like, "Dude, do you have a baggy green? Like, what is going on?" Yeah. That was the first band I ever saw when I was fifteen. Yeah. After a school cross country, me and my mates caught the train to Melbourne to go and watch In Excess at uh, the Entertainment Centre. Yeah. On the kick tour. When I grew up in the country, that was all at the local um, pub, the one where he's, the star, no, 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 the sale, oh, I don't know, anyway, um, no, the club, it was called the club, and, uh, it, but then it changed names to Ringers. <laughs> to the new club? No. <laughs> Ringers, like as in, you know, the ringer looks around and he's beaten by, like, you know, from the... The ringer looks around, yeah. yeah. Click go this year, the, the Ringers. On a Friday night, they used to have this thing uh, where... A, a, a girl and a guy would, for like a $20 drink card or whatever, would go into a tent and they would have to swap clothes. Oh my God, that's awesome! <laughs> it's like a 1980s teen movie. And they only played, these are the only songs that ever got played at Riggins. Cold Chisel. Yeah. K-San Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> like his solo stuff. Ian Moss, because Ian yeah, Moss yeah. was Tucker's daughter and shit. And songs that had the word sex in them. So I want your sex or anything by Prince. And yeah. that was the only songs that ever got Do you played. remember like in the 90s? Oh look, maybe it's not the 90s. Maybe it was just at the time when I was sort of just starting to go to nightclubs and discos. Mm. But like you go to a club like that or a pub like that where there was a dance floor. And they just say they would play like straight rock. But then they would just drop that sexy song like... Yeah. When I was in year 12, I think it was closer, Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah, totally. And I just dropped that out of the blue. And then the whole dance floor would transform into, like, fucking just thrusting Dry humping. <laughs> it used to make me laugh every time. It was, like, Pavlovian. Like, oh, right. everyone would be listening to music and dancing and talking, and then, like, a sexy song would come on, and everyone's, like, humping in the fucking such a, Like, it's such a, an album that should have come out. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Hump songs. Oh, yeah, hump songs of 91. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. It's so funny. It's so funny. There's another one before that... Uh, I want to get freaky with you. Do you remember that? It's yeah, like a yeah. ballad. Yeah. Who was that? I want to get freaky with you. And every fucking girl I knew. <laughs> that's it. Every fucking girl I knew thought that was like the sexiest song. Like you knew if you were at a party and you were just happened to be near a girl when that fucking song came on, you were guaranteed to get some. Are you looking up who it is? Yeah. It's not R. Kelly, is it? Nah, I think it's before. Silk. There you go. Silk. It was Silk. Um, really? So one hit wonder? Yeah. Totally. Silk. Silk. That's such a shame. Silk's hanging out with... Um, Colour Me Bad. With, <laughs> and the Scat Man. <laughs> you know what I was listening to the other day that actually got me quite excited was Belle Biv DeVoe. Oh, yeah. Do you remember uh, Belle Biv DeVoe? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I've got the lyrics to um, 
want to get freaky with you by Silk, which, by the way, you can get set as a ringtone to your phone. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> How good would it have been if that stripper at my brother-in-law's folks <laughs> party had popped out the mobile phone, it had rung, and it had been Silk's I want to get freaky with you. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so the, the, the initial lyrics that I can see here are freaky baby, oh yeah, freaky baby, freaky baby, oh yeah, freaky baby. So that's like a reprise. Yeah. Let me lick you up and down <laughs> till you say stop. Now... Can we just have a look at that? Licking someone up is easy, but yeah. licking down is actually quite difficult. Yeah, I don't know. Because so like, you can't lick it, with the bottom of your tongue. Well, can you? Why not? I'll try. It's I want to drag my tongue up and down, he could have said. Yeah, but if, if you lick, lick someone, it's what you end up doing is you lick upwards and then you would turn around yeah, and lick back down the other way, which is still kind of up. Yeah, you know that's, I mean? quite, that's quite a big effort. Yeah, all right. So let me lick you up and down till you say stop, which is weird, because that's kind of like... Then we should, you know, and if you go any further, then yeah, you're like, possibly an NRL yeah. player. Well, clearly she's not enjoying it. You don't want her to say stop, do you? Silk. But anyway, let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Let me play with your body, baby. Make you real hot. You know what? That's I never saw that coming. Let me do all the things you want me to do. Oh, well, that's good. Now he's back to consensual sex, at good. least. Because yeah. tonight, baby, I want to get freaky with you. Baby, don't you understand? I want to be your nasty man. <laughs> I want to make your body scream. And you will know just what I mean. How do you make someone's body scream? Is he having like some kind of psychotic episode That's there? That's weird, isn't it? You hear your body scream and you will know what I mean. It sounds... About yeah. what? If that was discovered by the FBI in some kind of like they kicked the door into some apartment and there was yep. just like horrible autopsy photos all over the wall. And, and, and letters cut out of newspapers that spelt out. <laughs> I want to make your body scream. Yeah, and you'll know just what I mean. Yeah, that is definitely psychotic. What I love though, in brackets after, and you will know just what I mean, it says... You know what I mean? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 24 karat gold to warm the nights when you get cold. Because bitches like money. I love the gold. I want to lick you up and down and then I want to lay you down. Oh! Brilliant. Hang on. Lick her up and down and let. So she's standing while you're doing the first pass. Oh. Well, that's even harder to lick down. That's harder. Because she's standing. Yeah, because how do you get to it? You've got to start at her Achilles, I imagine. Where do you yeah. start the, the lick up? Well, no, I'm lick up and down. It could just be a shoulder. I'll lick you up and down. No, it's going to be head to toe. Well, I mean, I, I think he's implying that he's going to do head to toe. And so that's really hard when you're standing up. That used up. to be. How do you lick all the way up when you're standing up? Unless she's really short, short. and he's taller. Yeah. But then getting down in the first place is quite an effort. A dwarf. Maybe he's a dwarf. <laughs> that's okay. Silk as long dwarf. as it's consensual. Silk and the Dwarf. It sounds like an 80s TV cop show. Tonight's episode of Jack and the Fat Man followed by Silk and the Dwarf. Alright, so we got up to... Sorry, I want to run you through the rest of this song. Oh, yeah, sorry. Know. I didn't realise there's more to go. Yeah. So he wants to lick you up and down, and then he wants to lay you down. Yeah. But this is my favourite bit. Because we've all heard the famous, like, you know, Russell Crowe, when he has sex, is meant to chant, go Roscoe. I mean, but we've all heard. We don't have to allege that we've heard it. Russell, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> People of all the celebrities to fucking, like, maybe, saying, maybe get on the wrong it. side. A guy who has a history of violence. That's yeah, just but I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying we've all heard that rumor. I know, but he probably doesn't. Why do you think Russell Crowe is listening to this podcast? Because, <laughs> I don't know. I don't... We are drunk on a Friday night, <laughs> talking shit into a homemade studio which is in your fucking kitchen <laughs> and you think that Academy Award winning actor and owner of his own rugby league team Russell Crowe father is like fuck I could be reading scripts that might win me another Academy Award or listening to 30 hey, Foot of Pod oh so he stumbled on because of the name the name okay actually you know you're right I mean, I'm going to leave this part in because yeah. I think uh, Russ if you're listening yeah. I'm a big fan yeah, me too go Russ go uh, so, oh my God! Whether he says that or not, allegedly. 
It's not, I don't have to allege that I have heard that he does that, <laughs> whether it's true or not. Okay. Right. right. So, the reason I mentioned that is because the next line after, I want to lick you up and down and then lay you down, is, come on, Silk, Silk. He actually says that in the lyrics. Come on, Silk, Silk. Wow. That's the next lyric, right? To himself. Yeah. So, then there's a chorus. I love the taste of whipped cream. Mm. Oh, brackets. <laughs> Subtext coming up. Tough for the lactose intolerant. That's where that's where you <laughs> that's, where you that's in the brackets. That was like, that was like we alienate a lot of his audience. Silk uh, did, never cut through to cotton fans or people who were lactose intolerant. Cotton fans. <laughs> Spread it on. Don't be mean. Oh, I love the taste of whipped cream. Yeah. Spread it, it on. on. Don't, don't be, be mean. mean. And then in brackets, baby, don't be mean. Hang on, wait. Close brackets. I love the taste of whipped cream. Spread yep. it on. Don't, don't be, be mean. mean. What is that a metaphor for? Well, sperm? mean could be... No, no. Is, she, is this a guy? How do we know it's about sex with a girl? No, I think... It could be sex between two dudes. There's nothing to suggest it's a woman. I no. like your whipped cream. No. Let me show you what I mean. What's the line? That's a, I mean, it's a fair point. Up to this point, it... it um, nothing uh, about breasts or vagina. Okay, here's the only thing that I would suggest. Is that he says... 24 karat gold to warm the nights when you get cold. Like if oh, was, obviously it must be a woman because no, women are materialistic. No, I'm not you make that. me sick. I'm just saying that if it was a guy, like when you bring him something like you know that he'd be more into, like you'd be like, "Who's the remote control?" <laughs> Here's a man of of T-Road or your favourite episodes <laughs> of On the Couch, so that you can enjoy Jerry Healy's insightful look into the game of AFL. If you can somehow work that into an R&B uh, beat. <laughs> Well, then you yeah. may have a number one single. <clears throat> All right, he loves the taste of whipped cream. Ooh, spread it on. Don't be mean. Now, mean can mean two things. Don't spread it on in a mean fashion. Or don't be. Or don't, my or, or don't or be uh, miser. Or don't be miser. Or don't be miser. Don't be miser. Yeah, don't be mean. Uh, you know, I can't resist you, girl. Uh, now, I suppose technically. How <laughs> disappointed was I? I suppose technically it could be like girl, <laughs> but I'm thinking he's talking to a girl here. Uh. I know I can't resist you, girl. Oh, this is how much you can't resist though, Charlie. Yeah. I'll fly you all around the world. Well, <laughs> I'll fly you around the world? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I've heard fly around the world, but fly around the world? Oh, no, I'll fly you around the world. Okay, we'll give him that one. Yeah. But why, why are you even doing that? Like, if you like it, just keep it where you are. Maybe. I, I love you so much, I'm sending you on a around the world trip. It's almost like witness protection. Yeah. I love you so much, you're going to be in a new town every three weeks with a new identity. <laughs> I love, you, I love you so much, I've got you a job at Qantas. Well, if it, if it was R. Kelly, it would be an accurate lyric, because it's normally where he would hide the oh, girls yeah. who got pregnant. Until you finish high school. <laughs> allegedly. I don't know. Was he convicted? Well, I don't think he's going to... Can I cut out the allegedly and put it before the statement? If you say a, a statement and then say allegedly afterwards, did you get away with it? Can you just assume allegedly? If you're listening, just assume allegedly. Yeah, we, we don't know what we're talking about. We have no idea what we're talking about. Um, you know I can't resist you, girl. I'll fly you around the world. All around the world, oh baby. I want to make your body drip. Ugh. Yeah, that seems like something you'd see a doctor Terminal disease, yeah. Uh, come on, let me take a sip. Oh my God. Of the drip. Is he sipping the drip? Say it again. Drip from the drip. Uh, I want to make your body drip. drip. Come on, oh, let me oh, take, take a, a sip. sip. Piss. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Well, there's how many fluids? Like, how many I, fluids? I, want, I, would li- I would like you to piss, and then I'm going to drink it, because I've read that it does have some health benefits. Make your body drip. Make, make, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, make your body drip. Come on, let me take a sip. Okay. Now, he's, he's, uh, he's, he says he likes the whipped cream, yeah. and now he wants to make her body drip. Yeah, drip. It could be dripping whipped cream. Well, I think, I think, but I think he's implying that she's now... Lubed up. 
and okay. he would like to take a sip. So where's the whipped cream come into it? I'm still confused. No, that about. was the entree. Now he's moving on. The that was an actual whipped cream. Well, that's a metaphor. Doesn't say actual whipped cream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the taste of I love, actual whipped cream. Yeah, I love the taste this of... is not an analogy. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, come on, let me take a sip. Okay. In brackets, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, that's that's like the same before the pathetic begging. Yeah, begging. Take off what you cherish most. My signed Western Bulldogs jersey that I gave him when I left Triple J. <laughs> Why have I got that on? <laughs> but take off what you cherish most. What is that? That's weird. I don't understand that. I guess it's her underpants. But who cherishes their underpants most? Well, if they're signed by, like, Richard Grieco, and you're a big <laughs> fan of Booker... Take off your Richard Grieco autographed <laughs> underpants. Hey, look, you can't say that there's not someone out there who loves Richard Grieco that much they get the underpants. No, but it seems like that if you're going to reference that in a song, you would make it more specific. <laughs> Come on, baby, just give me a chance. Take off them Richard Grieco underpants. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know what? There's not enough Richard Grieco references. I like that our pop culture references are at least 17 years too late. Richard Grieco, man, he'd be happy. Like, when he hears this, when he gets... Have you read his tweets? Oh! Oh, my God. His tweets are second only to the Ultimate Warrior in terms of, like, right-wing raving. Like, he hates immigrants. Yeah. Richard Grieco! Richard Grieco, follow him on Twitter. traditional Native American name? <laughs> um, okay, so take off what you cherish most, like so whatever that is. Her underpants, Richard Grieco signed underpants apparently. Yeah. Uh, come on, come on, come on, baby. Oh, sorry. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby. So he's really getting desperate by this. He's stage. really begging now. Because when I brag, I like to brag and boast. Oh. So take off what you cherish most. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Because when I brag. I like to brag and boast. So what he's saying is, because I've got your pants now. I've got yeah. your pants down. I've got your pants. I've got your pants down now. <laughs> got, got your, I've got your Richard Grieco signed is, underwear. Is this from Revenge of the Nerds? He's going to steal her underwear. <laughs> Take off what you cherish most, because when I brag, I like to brag and boast. Is it's he, almost like a child's nursery, right? Dr. Seuss. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Silk was actually Dr. Seuss's, but that'd be a great story. <laughs> it Do- was like, Dr. S. Dr. S. Dr. S. Um, and that's it. That's um, that's the the whole song. Silk. Uh-uh. I wonder where Silk is now. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder where. All, you know what? That's why Wikipedia is the greatest invention of all time. Anytime yeah. I watch like an like a B grade movie from the eighties or a TV show, I'm like, what the? What about that little kid from uh, Who's the Boss? And what's even funnier is that you can always tell the Wikipedia pages that are obviously updated by the artist in question. Because <laughs> it's like the most ridiculously flattering. Like Wikipedia tends to be quite impartial, but it's like Ace Frehley's solo album was a stunning success, <laughs> even if album sales didn't reflect this. You know? <laughs> Have you you've got a Wikipedia page, obviously? I guess so. I've never actually looked at it. Really? So, no. I, I, I avoid the internet. Yeah, it's you should. only pain. You should. Like, I mean, just like... Have you ever seen, never seen a talk back about yourself? Oh, no, I have. That's oh, yeah. why I avoid it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the worst one I ever had was I was at the, the radio station in Melbourne, SEN. So I was sitting in the seat that Francis normally sits in that has a computer in front of it, which has all the people who can text, text in yeah. and stuff. So, like, I'm doing the first break and I've, like, got a few jokes away and stuff and the screen started to scroll through. Like, this guy's really funny. We should have him on all the time. And I'm just sitting there going, this is, like, awesome. Instant yeah. feedback. And then they just turned. Tell us when to laugh. 
tells when the jokes are starting, all this sort of oh stuff, God. and I'm just sitting there going, I don't need to see that. Don't you think it's amazing, people who take the time to complain? I can understand wanting to text or email or write, you really like something, that is a perfectly understandable response to something that excites me, Yeah, you know, is to kind of then do something and, and even let the person know. But when I don't like something, I'm never spurred to kind of write an email, I mean, that's a lot of work for... Once I don't like something, something you hate. I forget about it. Yeah. Like, why would I want to occupy any time in hating something? Like, yeah. it's, I find that really bizarre. This thing happened to me once. I've ever told you about when I was almost the Prince of Persia. I think you... Like the actual country? No. <laughs> There's one time. <laughs> it's like King Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Jake Gyllenhaal film that came out. Yeah. I wasn't almost the Prince of Persia. But do you remember you, se- you sent me, uh, like, an email few years ago and it was an article that you'd been reading about video games and they had a still from Grand Theft Auto 3 or something of, of the lead character from that and you sent it to me and said my god dude this character looks just like you anyway it turns out that you're not the only person who thinks that I look like a video game character because what happened is I just got a phone call from my agent saying hey um there's all this stuff on the internet about you being the new Prince of Persia and the Jerry Bruckheimer film do you know what's going on and I was like no and so I've gone online and it's like, you know, Charlie Clawson is the new Prince of Persia. And, and people were just running, like movie websites were just running with this. And what I was able to track down was that someone was on a Resident Evil forum for the video game Resident Evil. Which is, if you don't never played it, it's all about like police officers fighting their way through zombies. And apparently one of the Resident Evil games had a character that someone thought looked like me. And on this website they had taken a still from the game, which was this cop with a gun, dark hair, and then taking a still from me and Blue Healers holding a gun and put them side by side. And it was enough of a resemblance to someone to say, hey, wouldn't this guy be perfect? Now, the only thing I can, I can, I, I can see happened is that one video game forum, you know, reader said, oh, this guy would be good for Resident Evil. And that sort of went on and on and then sort of converted somehow into Prince of Persia. Yeah. It was Chinese whispers that had gone from being rumoured to being fact, and so there's all these places sort of running with it. But the weirdest thing that happened was that then this, these bulletin boards blew up all over the internet, because The Prince of Persia is a really popular game, there's a lot of people who really want to see a movie version, and I'd say 98% of them weren't very happy that you this unknown Australian yeah. guy got cast in The Prince of Persia. Yeah. So I spent like nights just up reading all these talkbacks about people hating you for hating me. You didn't have. I didn't have. <laughs> And I was this close to going online saying, hey, this is Charlie Clawson, and uh, I don't have the job, so everyone stopped saying how I look like a hillbilly and a yeah. mongoloid, and it was unfucking believable It was so, it was a small taste of what it must be like if you are actually in a film as big as yeah. The Prince of Persia. Like, I, I got so flamed in that, like, look, I, I don't like, i got a good sense of humour about myself, but... Yeah. There's only so much negativity that you can fucking take in before you're like, oh my god. Yeah, but you know I never noticed my face looked like that. I never noticed I sounded like that. I've never noticed I've got... I can't act. I've got small fingers. Well, that last bit's true, but... Yeah, you do have small fingers. But... (laughs) Art, you do, you have a, like a video game look. Shaped head. Yeah. Square head. I think mostly it's when I come around to your house and you're standing on the roof throwing barrels. <laughs> but, uh, Most of the times you've seen me in darkened rooms just chomping down pills while yeah. chasing ghosts. 
no, it's um, oh, it's it's negative. I don't, I just avoid it. So I don't look at Wikipedia or like you know any IMDb. It's not all negative. What if it's a really good article? I don't know. Like someone will tell me if it's a really good. I article. mean, it's like I, I, it pisses me off when directors go, oh, you know, I don't read reviews. But then when they get a good review, like they'll put it on their Twitter. Oh, I put it on the poster. Yeah. But it's like I don't read reviews. I just no. Well, this is the thing. Like I'm gonna mean this in the nicest possible. I only read good reviews because I don't need to like you know. Be brought down a peg or two. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like, like there is no one who will ever write anything or think anything about me that is worse than the things that I think about myself. Yeah, right. Like fucking try me on. Oh, you, you think my laugh is funny? Like and sounds ridiculous, mate. You do not know the things that I loathe myself about. <laughs> you are a fucking amateur. <laughs> you cannot play at this level. Don't even fucking pretend. You hate me anywhere near as much as I hate me. I've seen less of my work than you have, mate. And I was fucking there. I've linked shit out that I never want to get out. Like, I do not. Man, like, no way. You have a force field of hate (laughs) emanating from you. Is that it? Yeah, I think we've talked enough. enough. We've talked enough. So we haven't got a sign-up yet, but I'm just going to say, well... Uh, thanks for thanks for sticking with it. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> if you guys have come back, indeed, yeah. if it's not just Will and I talking to an empty room. Well, thanks for diving into episode three. <laughs> that was quite an interesting. Like, I think you've gone. You know, the first two, they're probably not going to get right. So yeah, cracking it through. Yeah. Uh, so we will hopefully uh, will we have one next week. See you next time. All right. See ya. Bye.